And Charles Lindbergh is a woman? Yep, yep, yep. Hey, Hey, Kindle, don't take it bad. Let's take a fat song and make it thinner. Tell Remember, me how. oh, I don't know how, Kendra. I don't know how that was <laughs> merely hypothetical. Ran out of ideas. I ran out. Of, I already did run out of ideas. I was trying to come up with some kind of rhyme thinner Thanksgiving dinner since it is Thanksgiving Day in Busheltown, Kendall. First one we've had in a while. Oh, isn't it? Isn't it going to be nice here in the fall at the autumn foliage to have Thanksgiving? Isn't it nice with all the foliage and Thanksgiving comes along? Oh, for sure, Kendall. I love the foliage. I was just admiring it it outside the window there, the big front doors. You know, they're all glass here at the Busheltown Food Pantry. We're here with Mrs. Potter Butter Butter Churn and Mr. Snodbottom, of course, at all of the Cliff and Kendall gang. We're here to help feed Thanksgiving dinner to the needy. We haven't had a lot of needy show up yet, but we've got the dinner ready. We know they're out there. Come on, Come on in. in. But so we thought we might as well do our show while we're here. We're waiting for the we're waiting. to come in. We're waiting. But, you know, Kendall, as you pointed out earlier in our pre-show hosts-only discussion, there really are not a lot of needy, needy people in Busheltown. Busheltown full of big-hearted, also big-butted people. And, you know, so they don't allow a lot well, of... Well, they, they're one and the same sometimes. Sometimes, you know. Kendall. Sometimes when we touch, the honesty's too much. You see this ass over here, don't you? I'm looking at an ass right now, and he looks scary. <laughs> he looks like Freddy Krueger in here, Kendall. That's because I am. <laughs> Finally, the shipping shortage or whatever the fuck has ended in our Halloween costumes that we were going to wear to the big haunted house several many weeks ago. We were, got these scary ones to wear to the haunted house, and they didn't come in, and now they're in. So instead of not wearing them, Kendall is just the world's, one well, of the world's largest Freddy Kruegers, right? I mean... What you expect us not to wear these? You expect us to wait a whole year? I would. And I mean, we can't wear them. We can't wear them at Christmas. That's just like disrespectful. <gasps> so we gotta wear them now. We gotta wear thinking, them. I was kind of thinking I might dress up like Pinhead from Hellraiser at Christmas too, because I do think I oh. look really good as mine. But you know, I got I didn't have to order the full bald cap because so much of my head is bald already. So I got just the partial bald cap, which saved a few bucks. It was a lot easier to apply. It was a lot easier to apply. Kendall spent hours and hours. You know, you were applying these nails to my face with the stage glue. Yeah, and <gasps> I know you're not used to anything being at near your head like that because you don't have any hair up there, but. Those nails are sharp, so you know. Watch where you're you're poking around with your head. You've you've hit me several times. Well, you, I, you, I don't see how you can feel it under all that Freddy Krueger burn makeup you got on. Well, I, I could only imagine if I didn't have this on, I would be scarred in real life. I can only imagine, Kendall, as well. That's why I think as I'll look good as the Hellraiser pinhead at Christmas too, because I could hang ornaments off some of these nails on my head and around the back, and yep. I, I could, you know, put some tinsel on this long black leather thing with all the blood oozing from the chest right here, and I think... You look like the ghost from Christmas Future. Right, it's, it'll be seasonal then too. Well, I don't know what kind of party we'll go to, but we'll see. Anyway, Kendall, um, this is not about Christmas parties. I can parties, be the ghost of Christmas past. Or you could the ghost of Christmas fat. Kendall, <laughs> this is not about Christmas or... Halloween costumes, because neither of those things are what is happening now. It's Thanksgiving Day, so of course we're talking about what on the show. Please introduce the topic. Cliff, we're talking about ancient Uh, rituals uh, that are weird. Oh, you hear them? Do you hear those are ancient rituals coming out from the ground? It's ancient rituals, Cliff. It's not Christmas. No! Oh, we're trying to go down that path, but we're not there. No, I was thinking about ancient rituals. Do you hear the ancient rituals, for God's sake? Oh, Cliff, could you could you pick up my cup there for me and give me a drink? I can't pick it up with these gloves on. Kendo, you could. I told you he only has the glove on one hand. I don't know why you're wearing the gloves with the slicer things on both hands. It's not. That's not what? Freddy. 
Well, I guess that was Edward Scissorhands, but it seemed right. Well, no, see, Kendall, the key to Edward Scissorhands' costume is that there are scissors on his hands, and you've just got gloves with those razor things. It's not the same, and as I said, I think he only wears it on one hand, unless I'm wrong, unless I'm wrong, Kendall. God knows I've been wrong about some things. Well, then take this one off. I don't know. I might. Let's see. Let's look it up. I can't get it off with this other hand. Does well. Let me look it up. Does Freddie, not Freddie Highmore, have a twin? Who's that? Does Freddie Krueger have a? Does he die? Does he? Does he? Hold on. It gives me all these things. Have gloves two gloves okay. Freddy Krueger's sex partner what? oh I don't know who they were Kendall uh oh it's taking a while to boot up in here Nightmare on Elm Street's Freddy Krueger is known for his trademark razor glove but the early versions uh what the fuck that doesn't tell us god <laughs> damn it in the first movie he has only one glove in New Nightmare he has two gloves in oh, that's why I'm all confused. I'm, I'm, so I'm the confused. new nightmare, Cliff. You're the new, you are... Now pick up that cup and give me a drink, damn it, I'm thirsty. You are a nightmare. Kendo, this is a nightmare. All of this, me having to give you this cup here. Suck on that straw, for God's sake. Oh, thank you, thank you. Okay, <clears throat> that's enough. You don't have to keep pushing it in my face. All right, Cliff, back to the matter at hand. Ancient Rituals. Ancient rituals, Kendall. Oh, this is don't call it a countdown because it's not one. This is I'm uh, not. I'm not. <laughs> Wouldn't do it. I want to tell you about an ancient ritual right away. I think it's just a little bit weird. All right, tell it to me. And now, far be it from us to judge things as being weird, but I think this might qualify. You know, when the boys of the Amazonian tribe called the Satira Mawe, they, when they come of age, they must prove their manhood in a tradition that's torturous and terrifying. Kendall, the young men trap bullet ants, which are then drugged by a medicine man. Oh, God. They trap bullet ants, which bite you, and it's supposed to feel like being shot with a bullet. Damn. And they put them in their gloves, and the young men have to wear mitts on their hands and dance for 10 minutes to take their minds off the pain. And the Sartre Mawe men have to go through this ritual at least 20 times in their lifetime. Kendall, why? Bullet ants. Well, Cliff, that is scary. I mean, it's almost as scary as the rituals they make kids go through here in America. High school. High school. <laughs> no, Cliff, that is terrifying. Why, why would they go through such a thing? I bet they're like... Wouldn't that, like, scar them for life or make their hands swell up if it feels like a damn bullet? I don't know, Kendall. I'm not, I'm just here to say that's a little bit strange. That's a little bit strange. It's a little bit it's funny. It's a little bit rock and roll. <laughs> <laughs> Cliff, dancing with the dead. Do you ever dance with the dead? I've danced with the devil in the pale moonlight. Is that the same thing? No, it's close. But there's a funeral tradition uh, followed by the Malagazi tribe in Madagascar. People literally dance with dead bodies as part of the Famadiana custom. After bringing bodies of ancestors from their burial place, they rewrap them in fresh cloth and dance around the tube to live music. The ritual has followed one in seven years, but has uh, been in decline as of late. I don't know why. That sounds like a, a great tradition. I like it. I like that. Prop so, me up beside <laughs> the jukebox when I die. Uh, amen to that one, Kendall. I love that so many of these involve dancing. Now, this one, I love this. I wish we were part of some fucking tribe, but we're not. We're just damn Busheltown citizens. But the Yaman, the the Yanomami tribe (laughs) who reside in the Amazon rainforest bordering Venezuela and Brazil, Kendall, they also don't bury the dead right away. They believe there are no physical traces of the body that should be left in order to allow the spirit to really rest in peace so they burn the dead and the ash and the bone powder obtained from the cremation are mixed into a plantain soup which is then consumed by the deceased family and by doing this the yanomami believe the soul of their lost and loved one will reside within them forever and you know what they're often heard to say in the yanomami tribe they say Tell y'all mo, tell y'all no mommy, <laughs> tell y'all no mommy all. 
<laughs> oh, Cliff, that plantain soup sounds delicious. Delicious, Kendra. Oh, is someone calling for mommy in here? <laughs> oh, I thought I heard them calling for soup. <laughs> there, sugar lump. I, I still think you boys are dressed far too bizarrely for the food pantry. If any needy oh, yes, children sir, it, show up, it they'll is be odd. very frightened. <laughs> oh, I think we look great. I mean, wouldn't you? Wouldn't you be excited if you came in? And you like wanted some food, you know, and you got real excited. And then you come come around the corner and you see Freddy Krueger and Hellraiser. Like that would just brighten my day so much. And Opie and Funky, they weren't, uh, you know, they weren't scared at all. They knew who we were. They laughed at Kendall because they said he looked like he, you know, fell into some sort of fire pit. And then his butt was real big. So they were just <laughs> yeah, laughing. I'm afraid they may just be a little too used to the both of you boys. <laughs> yes, I, I'm afraid they've grown numb to your shenanigans there. <laughs> oh, It's not many children that grow up around such... Uh, let's say interesting people. <laughs> it's not. They really are lucky when you point it out like that. Now, what's for dinner over there? It smells so good. I know you got Ooh, the turkey, yeah. the dressing. What have you made, Mrs. Potter Butter Butter Churn? That is, people are just going to be raving. The needy are just going to love it. Dear, I have made a special concoction using cornbread recipe from, passed down from my great-great-grandmother mixed with rye. <laughs> oh, goodness. I must say, adding the rye to cornbread was such a stroke of genius on my part. Oh, that sounds good. <laughs> oh, yes. I love that recipe. It's, it's got the wonderful, most perfect amount of chili powder in it, and I like the rye as well. It, oh, dear. It took me so many years oh, to get the chili pepper just right. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. Sugar lump, you know, it's my... Favorite thing I look forward to eating on Thanksgiving Day all year long. Oh, dear, but you pay for it with your bowels for later. (laughs) It's worth every squirt, boys. And I'm also very excited for the pumpkin pie that Charles the Contractor made. Oh, I don't know. Well, he made it. No, okay, no, he's been growing the pumpkins. You know, since early spring, he was growing them in that little median in the middle of the highway there out beside the strip mall. And so they're finally ripe, and uh, he's made them into a pie. I'm not a big pumpkin pie guy. Did you not see him baking the pies? No. He was baking them in the nude. Kendall, we all do a lot of things in the nude. Not everybody's as OCD as you are, where you oh, gotta dear, be clean. You shouldn't and... speak of such things on there about poor Charles Biden. Biden is back. And I've really warned you, too, about talking about nudity on the air. <laughs> Simply oh, not, dear, not professional. Dear, look, there's a... There's someone needy coming in right now. Oh, we must y'all get over there. Go. Get the chair. We're on our way, dear. We're on our way. Allow me. I need a, I need a spoon. Oh, look, look at them go. go. When they see someone in need, they they just take they off. They do just say it's a beautiful sight to see that happen, Kendall. Oh, hello, hello. Oh, oh, sorry. I didn't mean to scare. I was just I was waving. I hit the I hit the glass uh. with the with my razor-sharp nails. That's how, Listen, it keeps happening, Kendall, because you're the new nightmare. <laughs> yeah. Cliff, speaking of nails on the nails fingers. Nails on the fingers. Another weird ritual. This A strange tradition is followed by the Danny tribe in Papua New Guinea. Uh, the Dannys perform the ritual uh, as an act of grieving. When a loved one dies, they cut off their fingers with sharp weapons designed specifically Ouch. for this purpose. And they they perform, they do it forcibly when the community thinks that a person is very influential and they might become a restless spirit after death. And even more strangely is that they take the fingers, they burn them, and the ashes are then kept in the house. That, uh, you think you want to get rid of the whole thing. Why keep the ashes? Put, put, put them in a soup. I know, well, you got to keep them around. But they, they could use this glove, I'm sure, if they, you know, got a lot of fingers missing. Uh, Freddy Krueger gives good glove. Anyway, Kendall... I want to go to this. This is a weird ritual I want to go to, okay? It's something, when I first heard about it, I thought, where do I sign up? It's the Penis Festival in Japan. It's better known as the (laughs) Kanemara Matsuri. And during this festival, devotees of the wiener carry a large sculpture in the shape of a penis and parade through the streets of Kawasaki in Japan. And it's said that a demoness with vaginal teeth seduced men to their deaths until temple priests used a metal wiener to destroy her deadly secret weapon and several sex workers they take 
part in this festival to pray for good health and protection against STDs. Well, if you were parading around the building just the other day with a penis-shaped object, you were trying to start a parade. I didn't even know. Imagine my surprise when I read about this happening. I was like, am I in the wrong place? Kendall, is this the wrong lifetime for me? (laughs) The wrong place? Cliff, uh, 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 I got another weird tradi- or weird ancient ritual that I can't believe this one, and I would fail horribly. The um, the Tidong tribe in Borneo Island follows a uh, funny ritual. It's very strict ancient tradition, though. And according to the tradition, the newlywed couple cannot use the bathroom for three days and three nights. Oh. Uh, so the community believes that this will bring good luck to them, and it will result in a long, happy, and fertile marriage. The couple is often limited to. Eat and drink, but this tradition can result in serious illness like constipation, headaches, and pimples. So, like, just think about it. You know me. Every five minutes I'm going to the bathroom. We can barely make it through a segment of the show without having to have an emergency bathroom break. I, my, my marriage was doomed from the moment I started. Uh, well, I didn't make it through the ceremony. I had to run to the uh, restaurant. I knew that your marriage was doomed. I'm glad 20 years later you're finally realizing it. But uh, I didn't want to say it till you brought it up. But no, Kendall, I, this I think is very strange. And I just can't, I got more power to you. I can't hold it. I, how do you hold, how do you, how do you, I, I could see if you, maybe you could go without pooping for a day or so if you just really cram the cheese home, you know, you just really try to clog the, up the work. I mean, not the way we eat, no. but yeah. But, but yeah, but the uh, the going number one, I've got to, how I'm thirsty thinking about it, and my bottom hurts just thinking about it. Bottom hurts. I gave you the bottom hurts. <gasps> oh, Kendall, one more for me in this. One more for the road. In this <laughs> round. Kendall, now, while most of us file our nails, Kendall over there bites them. Do you bite your nails, Kendall, or do you file them? I'm not showing you. Terribly bite them all the time. Oh, my God. Some of us file our nails. (laughs) Judgey Judgerson over here. (laughs) But Balinese men and women have their teeth filed in preparation for marriage. Oh, God. That sounds horrible. It sounds like it might hurt a little bit. And it's not even so they can give better oral pleasure. Smooth teeth are symbolic of control on sinful emotions like lust, greed, anger, and jealousy. And these mark a passage into adulthood. And it's an extremely grueling and painful experience, Kendall. I'd rather keep those emotions. I'd rather keep them. I, 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 same. I like this sharp. I, 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 Dolores. All right, Kendall, this is old Thanksgiving. Look, there's just that one person, but they got a big plate full over there, and that's good. Oh, yeah. You can come back for seconds if you want it. Oh, Mrs. Potter with Butter Trend, she's offering him some more rolls. He's already got five. <laughs> now, but why won't she give us any? I mean, I know it's for the needy, but there's plenty of food and there's not many people can, here. Can we have some... Nope, she's shaking her head now. Can't have any rolls. Oh, it's going right. to be cold by the time we realize that it's not going to be used. Okay. It's going to be cold. Anyway, Cliff. Any way, what? <laughs> it is time for... Oh, speaking of food. What the food, 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 What the food, 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 what the food, food, food. What about the food? What the food, Kendall? It's time for a little segment that I like to call what the food. A little segment. Cliff, I got a question for you. We can make it a big one. Make it as big as you want, Kendall. Thanks. Oh, it's gonna be big. It's gonna be big. What term is used? When you're slow cooking meats like duck or pork to slow cook out any fat. Uh, slow fat draining. <laughs> no, that's that's what we do, Cliff. We have slow no? fat draining. This is called rendering. Rendering. I thought that was. Doesn't that sound horrible? Isn't that a horrible sound? And sounds name? like something a editing program would do. Kendall. Well, that's where they got the term. They're like, we got to better let's sit this slop and congeal, and that'll render it. You know. Kendall. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Peaking oh, of Thanksgiving, God. a Hellraiser with that thing coming out sounds terrible. <laughs> when was the first? Oh, Kendall, I have such sights to show you. When was the first Thanksgiving <laughs> football game? You ought to know. You love the game so damn much. When was the first 
Thanksgiving football game. Oh, that must have been. It must have been when the, the Pilgrims must have started it. Like they must have had. They're like, let's play some football over here because everybody loves it. But uh, I'm gonna go with uh, 19. Already wrong. 63. 1876. Damn, Cliff. That football's been around for a long time. Damn, that's a long-standing game. Free falling, Cliff. How many ounces does it take to make up a half of a gallon? 16. Oh, see, I thought it was a lot less, too. 64. Is a half? That's not a half gallon. Um, sure. I'm sure that's right. It mathematicians... Sure. Write Kendall and uh, corroborate him or not. All right. If we're wrong, write us. If we're wrong, write us. That'll give him something to write about. Kendall, <laughs> which president made Thanksgiving a permanent national holiday? He just said, let's do it all the time, folks. Uh, was that uh, Roosevelt? Roosevelt. That was. He was good thinking. Lincoln. <laughs> Uh, I did. I had a thought of Lincoln, but I thought that seems way too early. They left it out of that Spielberg movie. That was its <laughs> only flaw. They didn't have a scene See? about that. It's, they just—they were running long on time. Yeah, he did. He was in bed with men in that movie, which so it did have yep. some realism to it. Cliff, which dish from Spain traditionally includes saffron, uh, saffron rice, saffron rice, seafood, chicken, chorizo, and peas? Uh, paella. That's correct. Told ya. Kendo, how many turkeys (laughs) are prepared for Thanksgiving in America each year? About how many? Uh, Well, it's one less when I became a vegetarian, but Uh, um, I'm going to go with over two million. Oh, Kendo. Well, it is over two million by about 44 million. It's 46 million. So technically, I'm right. Technically, you're wrong, Kendall, because an estimate that far <laughs> off is I'm incorrect. Let's, uh, let's see. In cooking, what would you use a dredger for? You would dredge up old memories of previous times you've cooked things. Well, I'm sure that it, this would probably happen while you're doing it. You'd be dredging up memories. But no... It's you sprinkle flour or sugar lightly. It's the thing you spin and it, it dredges out the, the flour over the thing. Clean, makes it all nice and fluffy. That doesn't sound right. Kendall, what <laughs> percent of Americans skip the gobbler, the turkey on Thanksgiving Day? What percent? Uh, 30%. <laughs> Kendall has the most warped per- perception of America. He has been in Hollyweird too long, Kendall. Come back to the real America with me in Busheltown. No. 12% skip but the turkey. Can I help that I'm just an optimist at heart and it pushes those numbers up and just hopes that there's better in, hum- in humanity? Uh, Kendall. Wrong. I've tried to tell you over and over and over again. Humanity is... is- Unsavable. It is human society is it has failed us in every way. It makes no sense whatsoever. I want everybody to know that all of these bizarre rituals that we're talking about today make exactly as much sense as every stupid fucking thing we do in America, for God's sake. And I there's no nothing makes any sense, Kendall, so please stop trying to I told you before. That's all I'm going to say. Told ya. On that note, quit trying to make sense of it all. Do you have any other, do you have any other food trivia questions? I have though? one more in honor of Thanksgiving right. Day, Kendo. How... <laughs> how do they know this? How many Americans prefer Thanksgiving leftovers to Thanksgiving dinner? I'm going to go with about 20%. Flip that bitch. 80% prefer well, I just, leftovers. Just you, give me your answer and I'll go in the other direction. That We have learned today. Maybe it's because he just turned 40 so recently. Kendall is completely out of touch with <laughs> all people. Completely and totally has no clue 
what is going on in America and for the better. If I did live on the Falkland Islands for several years. You did? How do I still know what's going on, Kendra? How am I just my intelligence? My super high key. I don't know. It's through through your music, I'm sure. It is through my music. Speaking of music and reasons to be thankful, people thought my parentheses era might be over, but no. You know how all the great artists, they put out an album, then it's really popular, it's great, and then they put out like an a, another version of the album, and it's stuffed with extra songs. It's like like the monster, and then the fame monster from Lady Gaga, or how, you know, the Rihanna, and then she puts it out and has a bunch of bonus tracks. Well, it's bonus track time in the city. It's Busheltown bonus track time, Kendra. <laughs> and... Now, Charles the Contractor, he sat this one out. You know, he was very busy cooking things in the nude. So I got another DJ named DJ Fire, good friend of mine in town. DJ Fire, he helped me with this song. It's, let's see, what did I, I wrote it down. What is the name of this song? It's called Thankful, and then in parentheses, on Thanksgiving. So it is about Thanksgiving. It is seasonal, and I do expect it to rush up the Thanksgiving song charts kendall as soon as we get this over to ride 99 submitted for your approval submitted for your approval we're gonna go out on this kendall my gift keeps on giving thanksgiving 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 for thursday in november thanksgiving thanksgiving are just getting started see this cute little vial here it's crack rock cocaine the most addictive form you think it's the glamour drug of the 80s well that's the point of this friendly little reminder it can kill you and if you've got to die for something this sure as hell ain't it crack cocaine don't even try it the thrill can kill Make some room, Cliff and Kendall are back. November, thanks. November, November, thanks. Pass a turkey, pass a bread. November, gonna eat till I feel dead. Pass Oprah Winfrey, Kathy Lee. I know they're giving thanks. Oh, you know. Tom Cruise, Kenny G. I know they're giving thanks. They're down on the knees. Whoopi Goldberg. All the soldiers, I know they're giving thanks. Oh, I can hear them Sandra now. Bullock, the cast of Mighty Ducks, I know they're giving thanks. Thank you, thank you. Oh, the time for thankfulness is here. Oh, thank you. Oh, we've been waiting all year for this. Pass a turkey, pass a giblets. Pass the mushroom, pass the stuffing, pass the other stuff round my way. Gonna pile it up to the skyway. Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving. For Thursday in November, Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving. 
back. That's the turkey. That's the giblets. Sorry, Kendall, my song is so good. Thankful in parentheses on Thanksgiving. Coming soon to the Thanksgiving charts on the radio. And don't worry, everybody. Charles the Contractor and I, we did get back in the studio. DJ Drywall and I, and more magic was created. I have a B-side of the single coming out, dropping at the end of the show. It's all about Black Friday. It's called In Parentheses Black and then Friday. So look forward to that. Kendall. I hope DJ Drywall wore clothes when he was doing your um, mixing session over there. I don't know, Kendall. I'm in the studio. I'm focused on the fucking art. Okay. <laughs> Cliff, I stole a piece of that cornbread. I saw so you stole. I didn't. I obeyed her wishes and did not steal anything. I just found an old, old bag of Cheetos. I just. I had to try it. I wanted. I didn't want to miss out. It sounds so good, but I must say it is both hot in temperature and in spiciness. Woo. Mm. Do you like the rye though? Got a lot of rye. I like it. Mm. I've come to like rye over these years. Mmm. Cliff, more ancient. Rituals. Oh God, you so know, ancient. We got to get back to the content. That's what the listeners—they've come for. They've come for the ancient rituals that are weird. Well, you know, I heard somebody say once that traditions, such as ancient rituals and traditions, it's just peer pressure from dead people. So think about these things that have been going on so long. Are they good? Do we need to continue doing them? Why don't we stop jumping over babies, Cliff? Jumping over babies? Yes, the El Calacho Festival in Spain is witness to another bizarre ritual. Men dressed in clothes, painted red and yellow, run through the streets and insult people and mock them. Kids are laid down on mattresses, and these men jump over them. This is believed to symbolize the victory of good over evil, though earlier it was just a fertility ceremony. Oh. People just jumping over kids. Just jumping over kids. Well, some of that makes sense to me, Kendall. But now this one, I'm not sure. <laughs> the Maasai people are a group that lives in the south of Kenya and north of Tanzania. And they're particularly well known for one funny thing that they do is they use their cow's blood and milk in their diets. Blood and milk both, Kendall. Blood and milk. Yeah, the milk is used by the Maasai for tea, butter, and simply as a drink, while blood is drunk raw, cooked, and often combined with the milk. Looks like pink probably looks like that Nestle Quick, the strawberry kind. The Maasai cut the artery of the cow so precisely that the act of taking blood doesn't even kill the animal, thus preventing the loss of what is a highly valued animal in their culture. Now, Kendall, I do want you to know that on special occasions, such as a Maasai wedding, blood is frequently... Oh, that happened? <laughs> After a lot of blood, that can happen. Blood is a frequently enjoyed <laughs> ritual drink at these weddings, though at major ceremonies, the unfortunate cattle is usually killed, and the blood is drunk straight from the wound as the animal is killed and passed around oh. for the men to drink. Oh, Cliff, I'm in the middle of eating. Oh, that's your problem. That's always your problem. <laughs> that's my, the biggest problem in my life. Oh, Cliff, now, I've already said we shouldn't throw babies. I mean, we shouldn't jump over babies, but we also shouldn't throw them. Oh, come on. This is another tradition. It's painful to its core. It includes throwing babies from the top of the temples or mosque with a height of up to 50 feet who is caught in a piece of cloth below. It is believed that this practice uh, brings good luck to the child and improves their health. Like, let's just not throw babies. Don't throw the babies. Let them stay on the ground. Kindle, that's maybe what you want to do. Yes. Yeah, you're here. Oh, yeah, of course. We're here. Dear, is, that, is that the cornbread oh, you're eating, dear? I knew I saw one oh. of the boys stealing your cornbread sugar lump and on Thanksgiving Oh, I day. wasn't stealing. I thought oh, we could have a piece of the cornbread. I knew that you said not to. But it was so good. It was so good, Mrs. Pot. You, I, had, I had to taste it. I had to know how good your your cooking was. I just uh, wanted to try it. I wouldn't let him know. Oh, dear, I'm very disappointed yeah, in you. I'm disappointed as well. 
<laughs> well, I, you know, I'm so, I disappoint a lot of people. I'm sorry. He does. He really does. Dear, let's get to the matter at hand. Dear, the needy, dear. We've we've fed two or three people already, dear. Isn't it a wonderful oh, oh, feeling? I love it, Sugarlum. Everything we can do to support the needy community here in Bushelltown. Oh, I love You're so philanthropic and generous, dear. Oh, it's a sight to behold. I'm moved and inspired. Oh, thank you, yeah. dear. Well, dear, I, I think it would be nice if you both could move outside of the booth and help with the next needy family. Well, we will. We just have a little bit of show left to do. We have a few things left to do. Now, uh, coming up next. And speaking yeah, of. Yeah, we have a segment. We You guys ought to stick around. It's good that there's no needy people out there right now because it's time for a little piece of hot subjects. Oh, goodness, dear. Not, not that, please, dear. There, there might be a family that comes in. We should really stay out there and, and stay ready for the family. Oh, no, 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 no. It's it's going to be great. We're right here. If they come in, you can jump right out of the booth in no time. So, Cliff, hit us with a hot subject. Oh, uh, all right, boys. Whatever you say. All right, let's... I don't know why we argue it at all, dear. Well, you know, arguing is rarely the smart way to go. For anything. Um, I've got a hot subject here. It's pretty darn hot, though. I just want you to know. I can't even believe we're talking about this on the air. But a Colorado <laughs> search and rescue team said a hiker lost in a mountain trail for about a day didn't answer phone calls from the team because they assumed the calls were spam. Oh, how sad. <laughs> Lake County Search and Rescue said a report came out in late October about a hiker who'd set out for a walk on some time, and they still hadn't come back by a lot later, Kendall. It was a very frightening length of time in the middle. And a rescue team searched the area till 3 a.m., and then they went home, and then they came back at 7 a.m., and they called the person over and over and over. But... 9.30, that hiker had located their car and returned to the place they'd been staying, so they found their own damn way out. And the hiker told officials they didn't even answer the phone, even though they got repeated calls, because they assumed they were being called by scammers. Kendall, why wouldn't you at least answer the phone but, hello, thank you for scamming me. Now, could you call the police? I don't understand. Oh, yeah, I, I think this shows another problem with Spam calls are the dangers it can lead to. Oh. <laughs> we should really get rid of spam calls. I, I really detest them. I don't like it at all. I believe it should be an amendment to the United States Constitution well, about spamming see, your cellular telephone. Mrs. Potterbutterbutterstrand, I told you, a lot of them are recordings, and it's okay to hang up on them. You don't have to pro have proper etiquette when you're dealing with telemarketers. Oh, you must always... Have proper etiquette, dear. That's why it takes me so long to get off the phone with all the telemarketers. Well, I spend most of my day that way. Uh, well, you really... You, I have heard to not even answer the spam calls on this wonderful Paula Poundstone. No, but what if it's a hiker, dear, that's lost and needs it help? Could let them leave a message. And then you listen to the messages. <laughs> oh. So. I heard something that I think... And I must share it. It'll save somebody's life. I have to share it. Sorry. Okay. Cliff, if you're ever lost somewhere and your phone's about to die and you're calling around and nobody will answer. Oh, you know what you should do? Dies, Here's what you should do. You should change your outgoing voicemail message. I don't know what you were going to say, but this is what you should really do. Change your outgoing voicemail greeting to help. I'm lost in the damn woods. And I, this is where I was. I was at the North Bushelltown Woods and it's late October and I heard some laughing and now I'm lost. Come get me. It, that's my oh, idea. What a wonderful idea. Yeah, that's a wonderful idea. Isn't call. it? Isn't I'm, it? It's a <laughs> oh, we must Let's, make sure everyone yes, hears that. Very important. Well, Cliff, I uh, I'll just I'll just say my thunder was over here and now you're holding on to it. Oh. So let's let's move on. Let's move on. Move on. Move on. Uh, genetic testing has confirmed Oh, don't you hate it. that two male chicks hatched in 2001 and 2009 from unfertilized eggs were related to their mothers. Neither were related to a male. Endangered California condors, condors can have virgin births, according to a study released Thursday. Researchers with the San Diego Zoo Wildlife Alliance said genetic testing has now confirmed it. Oh dear, the virgin birth, dear, it's just like the Virgin Mary. Oh, <laughs> See, that proves another it. Another immaculate conception. Oh, the Lord Christ is working every day. Modern miracles. Oh, I like it. It reminds me. Oh, well, it wouldn't be a hot subject if I couldn't I disagree. Know. But I, I think it reminds me more of like what Jeff Goldblum said in Jurassic Park. Life finds a way. No, that's stupid. What? Uh, no, but that doesn't make any sense. 
Kendall around reminds me of round yon virgin mother and child sleep in heavenly peace sleep in heavenly peace like a virgin touched oh, for the very first time see I could do a Glee style mashup of virgin songs anyway Kendra I love that and I love my much love to the California Condor and it's Immaculate Conceptions. Now, this is really hot. A Lithuanian man put his endurance to the test. Oh, no. By spending th- three hours and one minute submerged up to his neck in ice to break a Guinness World Ooh. Record. Oh, no. But I love cold water. I think I can handle that. No, you could not. Guinness World Records representatives were on hand to say definitely Kendall could not do this. <laughs> and they also monitored the attempt, which lasted three hours and a minute. And they said it will take some time to verify. But the current record was held by a French endurance enthusiast named Romain Vandendorp, who spent two hours and 35 minutes submerged in ice in December 20. Now, I could sit for all day in one of those freezer cases of ice cream at the Food and More, as long as I could eat all the ice cream I want. Oh, I just love the cold. I, but I, I couldn't do it for three hours. But I, that, I can't believe they went out of their way to say that Kendall couldn't do it. That was that was a lot. Now, sometimes they want to cl- they want to pre-clarify. I can't believe someone would want to be submerged in ice cold water. Oh, that sounds like it might be very cold. Yeah, I must have my oh. perfect temperature at 105 degrees to be perfect for my skin. <laughs> oh, well, whatever you're doing, you look lovelier than ever, girl. <laughs> oh, dear, stop, please. Oh, embarrassing there's me. someone coming in. I think they look needy, in need of a Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> I think I think they could hold on just for, like, one more oh, hot subject. I, I got know. one more. They look very hungry, Kendall boy. Oh, but look, they would be so... Thrilled that you have this information to share with them. Let me just, let me just, one, I'll be real quick. All right. So, more than 80 hippos previously owned by Colombian drug uh, lord Pablo Escobar have a unique distinction in the U.S. law. They are the first non-human creatures to be legally considered people. The U.S. District Court for the Southern District of Ohio recognized them as legal persons. That They are descendants of the four illegally imported ones by Escobar, and they set free after his death in 1993, and they have increased to over 80, and they are reportedly wreaking havoc on the legal e- ecosystem. However, some scientists have argued they are actually restoring the ecosystem. Anyway, long story short, people are wanting to kill them and sterilize them because they're taking over, and they're saying no, and so that's how they, why they have legally declared them people, so you can't kill them now uh, or be murdered. I think that's terrible. And I think that's the next step. First, corporations are people. Now, hippos are people. Next, guns will be people. And you, I just, I, what? Where does it stop, Kendall? Humanity. It's just don't try to understand. There are people. Are those? Oh, people over oh. there that are hungry, dear. Yes. So we're gonna go help them. Very, good, dear. Much more we're important here, than whatever you boys are saying. All right. Hello. Where's the ladle? Oh, oh, all right, all right, all right. Those were so high, Ken. I can't even believe we dared go there on the air. <laughs> we went there. Went, went there, there on, on the, the air. air. Yeah. There on the air. We did. We did it. Cliff, I think we should be getting back to the ancient rituals. Oh, the weirdest ones. Kendall, tell me all about it. <gasps> the Koryaks are a tribe of people indigenous to a place in very far east, Russia, and now they are very into eating these hallucinogenic mushrooms, which so are a lot of people, you know, Ken- Kendall loves to trip out on mushrooms, no he doesn't, <laughs> but he probably would if he were one of these people, the Koryak people. Not only do they ingest hallucinogenic mushrooms for largely recreational purposes, they also drink the urine of people who have also done the hallucinogenic mushrooms so as not to waste one single golden drop of hallucinogenic 
property. When does it end? And then another person drinks their urine, and another person drinks their urine. Hey. It's a vicious cycle. Speaking of, on behalf of the Koryak people, don't knock it till you try it. <laughs> oh. Well, Cliff, uh, okay. This is an old tradition that has been celebrated since 1267. And though though I, would, I wouldn't necessarily consider an ancient tradition, it's an old one. So I think old. it's funny, and I love it. It's a uh, so anyway. It's a championship for making the funniest face in England. It's existed as um, um, a world gurning championship in England, which participants make the most grotesque face possible. If you think it's a, a silly tradition, you couldn't be more wrong. Four-time world gurning champion I it was silly. Peter Jackman got his teeth removed to make his expression easier. Talk about dedication. That is dedication. Now I'm not going to dedicate myself to that ancient ritual kindle but i am going to dedicate myself to this one and guess what it's called it's called cheese rolling and it's exactly what it sounds like Ooh. takes place every year I-, I hope we get to eat it at some well, point well kendall if you just shut up and listen you might find out it takes place <laughs> every year at cooper's hill in gloucester where competitors from the top of the hill hurl themselves down it in order to catch a large <laughs> wheel of cheese which has been released Whoever reaches the bottom first wins the cheese. And the event has been taking place for a hundred years, according to the organizers. So that not quite ancient, but still worth the roll. I would do it in a second. Worth the roll. Roll me after some cheese. It's always worth the roll. Yeah. Always. Well, Cliff, you know, speaking of rolls of cheese, if you are in Rome, you might have to take that cheese over and feed the dead because Romans believe in feeding the dead so much so that the graves contain pipes through which the kin of the deceased can pour honey, wine, and other food items into the grave of the Roman burial ground. They're hungry. When in Rome, do as the Romans do. That's a great old Barbara Streisand song on one of her very early albums. Maybe on People? Might have been on the album People? People. people who need people. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Kendall. 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 If I went into this little coffee shop, I thought you were going to say you went into a trance when I was singing. <laughs> no, Cliff. I got distracted and tried to think about twelve other things. I was like, oh, I should share that I went into this coffee shop this week, and I went. And they had a little like flea markety area, antique place set up where people had like made things. And they had a little uh, washcloth that said, Hello, Gorgeous. Mm. And I thought, Oh, I should get those for Cliff. But they looked like they were going to fall apart when I picked oh. them up. So I didn't. But I just wanted to pass along. I did think about you. You thought about me. That's what my text tone is when it, they come in. It says, Hello, Gorgeous. Kendall, <laughs> this is something unrelated to Barbara Streisand, unfortunately. But, you know, the Eskimo people. A proud people. They fight hard for their food to survive. And old people that can't fight for the food, they can't cut it. They can't be helped or taken care of. They're cast out. Kendall, they're cast out like garbage. They're put on an ice float and sent out to die in the sea by starvation or freezing to death. It's called the long goodbye. Yikes. Another way to go. It's cold. Cold. What a way to go. Cliff, uh, well, once once they're gone, if they were in Venezuela and Brazil, you might have to eat them. Because when you, if you miss your loved ones and they pass away eating their ashes, that may be a way to remember them forever. Because this tribe, oh. the Yanamamo tribe in Brazil and Venezuela, they do that. Since tradition forbids them from keeping any body part, it is burned, crushed, and the remains are divided amongst the family members and consumed by all. Cliff, don't oh, you? Aren't you a, glad that that doesn't I, happen here? It would take our family just years to get it all down. I feel like I heard that one somewhere before, perhaps in the first half of the show. But I may the have been reading my notes when you were going over things. You know, it's, there's a lot going I on. I said Cliff. you frequently hear them say, "Tell Yanomami, tell Yanomami all." <laughs> But that's a good review. Anyway, Kendall, it's a marvelous night for a moon dance. I just want to make sure I was 
I was paying attention. I was I was telling you about that great thing you told me about earlier. It's a marvelous night for a moon dance. Not a moon dance, a sun dance. The sun dance is not just a damn festival with Robert Redford. It's also a dance, and it's long and complicated Native American ritual performed by plains people. Not plain people, like Cliff and Kendall, but plains <laughs> not people. Plain people like us. It involves lots of prayer and fasting, something... Plain people like Cliff and Kendall cannot do. But it's followed also by young warriors lacerating their skin and dancing till they pass out. Hopefully they at least get to dance to some of my parentheses dance songs. In fact, I am not going to. Well, Cliff, I know... I know you haven't been lacerating yourself, but I no. know you do dance yourself until you pass out sometimes. I do sometimes because my grooves are so sick, Kendall, and the... Well, it's, it's usually when you're listening to your own album, I must say. Yeah, yeah I back that but up to the beat. I gotta... I'm gonna have to hold the record. Hold scratch it. the record. Scratch it. I gotta shout out, Cliff. I gotta shout. 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 Shout, shout it, it all out. out. These, These are the things, things I gotta shout to you about. Come on. Cliff. I'm shouting to you. Sorry, I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to put up a big roadblock and just take the show over. But I had to get these shout outs out. I just wanted to tell. Take it over. I wanted to tell Mama all. Tell y'all no mommy all. Kendall, I want to shout out to. This is not the coffee shop you went to. I don't know where that one is in Busheltown, but there's a new one just down the strip mall from us. It's right on the other side of Kendall's now closed and infamous curtain cabinet store which is a crime scene still are they ever going to release that from being a crime scene and if so what are you going to do well cliff i i'll get to that in my next shout out oh okay so anyway kendall i don't want to rush the shout outs i was just wondering here don't rush them don't rush rush them don't rush them kendall this shout out is about the brown stuff (laughs) which is what they call the new coffee shop Right next to Kendall's old, defunct, out-of-business, infamous, closed-down crime scene of a store. It's brown okay. stuff. It's it, the new coffee. This is not Mad Libs. <laughs> it doesn't need so many words. Oh, never mind. Kendall, the... <laughs> it's a new coffee place in the strip mall here with us. And, you know, you can order stuff. They sort of simplified the menu because, you know... One thing I really do hate is when you go to a place and it's just, here's 16,000 options. I can't make up my mind. And so at the brown stuff, you just go, you order a dark brown, which is what they call black coffee. You order a sweet brown, which is coffee with sugar. A scared brown, which is, you know, because if you're scared, you lose all the colors. So that's coffee with milk. You can get a little brown, which is a little espresso, shot of espresso. Or you can get a foamy brown, and that's a cappuccino. And if you do happen to go into the brown stuff, you can mention to them that you heard us talking about them here on the show for half off the extra service fee. If you hear, if you mention hearing this. They do not like if you ask for specialty drinks. No. It's, I asked for a Murphy Brown and they kicked me out. They t- they kicked him out. They don't like you. It's kind of like the Soup Nazi shop on Seinfeld. They don't like, it's just because. no brown for you. Yeah, stupid idiots coming in making jokes is not what they're about. <laughs> they're not going to like our show then. Uh, no, they're not. I want to give it here. Here's what I was going to, when I stopped the show and took it over to give shout outs so I could get, uh. get a big shout out out. This is what I was going to say before you jumped into a shout out. I want to give oh. a shout out to the Busheltown Police Department who did finally return all my items from the store they seized. And so now it's an empty store. It's no longer a crime scene. So I knew it's new information. Oh. That's why I was sharing it right now. Hitting hot and heavy. But um, I'm shouting out to them for giving them all my stuff back. But I don't know what we're going to do with the store now. I'm, it's, I still legally own it. So, I don't know. Maybe it could be a party location. Oh, maybe. I'll probably. I, I, I you know, the rent. I turn into a man cave. Well, the rent's getting a little bit high on the old closet inside the shutdown youth center. Oh, Cliff, there's a strict clause in the contract. It's, it's commercial only. There's no. They would. They said. They told me when they handed over. They said nobody can live here though. Oh yeah. I, I, let's see that in writing. Anyway, Kendall, I've got another one. I want to shout out to the Good Trims stylist that I had yesterday. I went to get a haircut at the old Good Trims because I had a coupon. And what I liked about her not was, you know, first, I don't you just hate when you go get a haircut and they try to talk to you. 
I don't want to talk. They should have you. Oh, God, I know. Leave me alone. No, leave me alone. They, they should have, when you sign in, they should have you click, do you want to chat? Do you not want to chat? And then you Ooh. could click. That's free. Oh, we should start a barber that, that does that. It's like it like what they did with Uber. It's like, do, just, do you want to keep shut the fuck up, not talk to anybody? Right. Yeah, but I mean. Th- I would always click that. And this gal, she was wonderful, but she, and she didn't talk much at all, which is, I liked. But she talked to bare minimum. But then in between making conversation, I did get, I, I was listening to her talk to the other hairstylist, which is a lot more interesting and fun to just hear like about the, you know, their little dramas that go on at the, yeah. At the then you feel like you're in Still Magnolias or something. Yeah. Cause they are, apparently there's some girl that comes in every day for one of the other hairdressers and gets like a free blowout or something. And they're like whisper like, yeah, she's got to pay. You got to make her pay this time. She can't just be coming in here every day cause she's free. <laughs> and so that was interesting. Oh, I love it when they start talking. I just get, I just get to listen to everything. It's like, it's just like a whole drama show. It's a whole drama show, Kendall, which is just what I love and what I want to shout out to. And so shout out to her. I think her name was Debbie. All right, Cliff. Um, I want to shout Deb. out to the Shovel Street Singers. They are a group that decided to get together to help raise morale about the whole Shovel Street being worked on for so long. Everybody, you know, everybody's just such up in arms yeah. about the whole thing. So you can hear them singing <clears throat> songs as you drive down Shovel Street. Um, and they do, it's a great thing they do. And every time I sit in traffic, I roll down the window and I just, I love, I love sitting here and hearing them sing. So shout out to them. Um, I shout off. To them, I shout back into them because I called and I tried to tweet at them. And I said, "I'll come be your featured soloist. You can advertise me and the street singers." And I just didn't ever hear back. So I think something's wrong with their methods. It's possibly a cult, and that's all about that. Or they may just not be accepting new members at this time. Who They wouldn't turn me down. Kendall, I want to shout out to, you know, I mentioned before my old pal, DJ Fire, who he also, in addition to producing my new Thanksgiving song, Thankful, and then in parentheses on Thanksgiving, he also runs the Busheltown Crematorium. And, you know, everywhere these days they're trying to make an extra buck, and he's not any different. DJ Fire, he wants everybody to know the Busheltown Crematorium, they'll cremate anything. They will gladly <laughs> cremate your relatives, dogs, cats, wedding photo albums after a divorce, things your ex, uh, you know, b- boyfriend, girlfriend, etc. left at your house. Just, just cremate them. Or even you just bring them a box taped up, no questions asked. They'll just cremate it and give you the dust. And it's up to you if you want to put it into a plantain soup and eat it or not. So uh, just go up, Busheltown Crematorium, Kendall. What, that's a service they're offering. Not everybody offers a valuable service. All right, Cliff, uh, I got one more shout out for oh. you. I want to shout out to Mrs. Potter Butter Butter Churn. All right. Because, you know, um, <coughs> we have been, we were gone from Busheltown for so long. And when we got back, there were a lot of things that she said needed to be fixed. So she has personally taken it upon herself to march her herself down to City Hall. Oh, not her. Bleh. She has personally taken it upon herself to march down to City Hall and work on things and try to help out Busheltown with a lot of issues. And so I just I want to shout out to her. It is high time somebody has worked on some damn issues. And I'm glad that she is getting it done. Out, I know, out. she told me what the issues were, but I didn't really ex- understand them all. Well, there's no time, Kendall, to go through all that. I want to go through one more, at least one more, hopefully you have a lot more, of weird rituals. Kendall, I have one. Oh, Cliff, I've got so many. I don't know how long the show you want to make it, but i got so many rituals. Kendall, follow your heart, baby. <laughs> you know... Indonesia's Torahan people, they do something interesting. They keep corpses of their deceased to live at home with them for years. And they wash and change the corpses daily and even give them a bowl that acts as their toilet. And they inject the bodies with formulin to stop decomposing so that the dead can still hang around because the soul doesn't leave just immediately. And they're still part of the family and i don't i love it love it well hey uh yeah if like i said prop me up next to the jukebox if i die yeah bring me home 
prop, prop me up next to the podcasting booth if I That's die. That's right. And just, you know, then I'll be there in spirit and you you all can do the show and, and you know, just hit the dinger every once in a while for me. Once in a while. But someday I'll tell you the story how the dinger started on this show. It's a big, long story. I won't okay. get into it right now. Don't today. So this one is, is another weird one for you. Oh. It's a pre-wedding ritual in Scotland that is not a lot of fun for the bride, as most things in the world are. Uh, the custom involves throwing eggs, spoilt milk, and basically all things disgusting at her. And she's called the, quote, blackened bride, and she is taken around the town. And the custom is a metaphor for the rough, tough life that the bride might have to go through after the wedding. The tradition prepares her for a new chapter, as after going through this, all marital problems will look tiny. Oh. Isn't that stupid? <laughs> That's weird. Kendall? Now, I do have one more over here, at least. This one is in Tibet, and I want Tibet. You don't know anything about it, Kendall. That's most cases, you're right. In Tibet, they call it sky burial. And that's the act of dragging a dead body up a mountain, chopping it up into pieces, and leaving it out to the elements. You know how I love to leave my pumpkins out to the elements and just let them return to the earth? Oh, yeah, you'd love that. And so usually these dead bodies, it's just they're eaten by vultures, and for Buddhists, they are once you're dead, and this is the truth, try to deny this, your body's just an empty shell, and giving it to other living creatures is an act of kindness. Kendall, that's the, that my favorite one of the day, Sky Burial. Practice kindness. Let let the animals eat your body, I love it. Let them. Oh my um, God, Kendall, we could feed, we could make species robust again if they could feed oh on God, our bodies. Oh my God, we save endangered species. Yeah. That's the best thing we could do for our vegetarian movement. That's the best thing. Speaking of vegetarians like we are, Cliff, the Phuket Vegetarian Festival, uh, it's uh, it's known as the Nine Emperor Gods Festival. It's celebrated on the eve of the ninth lunar month of the Chinese calendar, and the festival is all about meat abstention for nine days, but it is filled with strange celebrations and some really gruesome activities. People puncture their cheeks and insert sharp objects like daggers, knives and spears and some other activities include fire walking and body piercings this festival is not for the faint of heart cliff if you don't like it don't go uh oh if you don't like it just get the fuck out kendall i the fuck out. have the Phuket. one more and it is just something in cambodia that happens and i wish that i now i wish i was a teenage girl in cambodia because let's listen what happens when girls that sounds re- like your next single. <laughs> Teenage girl in parentheses in Cambodia. <laughs> when girls reach puberty, well, I believe this is a little early, around 13 to 15, I'll wait till 17 and a half, their father goes out and builds a hut specifically for the girls to have casual sex with dudes in. And so they just get it on with the dudes about town until the one comes along. And I think we all know what that means, right? The one comes along and they marry forever and live happily ever after in Cambodia. Well, that's one way to do it. It's one way to do it. Kendo, you did it your way and they're doing it that way. <laughs> My way was a little different. Yeah, I prefer this way. So, oh, now look, there's two more needy people. They may need us to go up there and help them ladle out side dishes. Oh, we, we could help ladle and then once we're done ladling... I could distract them, and you could grab some some more cornbread. Well, I don't. I think if I think you know, probably if we help ladle out to the needy, they'll she'll see us working. She'll be like, "Hey, why don't you? Why don't you boys get your own plate? Fill up, just fill it up, fill it up, up, up." Ooh. So you know, well, there's an idea. You know, kind of use you got to use that psychology. I guess it is about time we did something good for somebody. It's with about, no strings attached. It's about time, and I think let's get somebody to take our picture. And, you know, because we look, it'll be so cool. Who, if you were needy and you came in and were served Thanksgiving dinner by Hellraiser and Freddy Krueger, would you not just die? You would love it. They would love it. The kids are going to want pictures. Oh, I'd love it. Oh, Cliff! I can cut the bread with my with my club well, gloves. That sounds. I think you. When you think about how filthy that really is, I think you'll disagree with your own self about that, mm. Kendall. But this has been a beautiful Thanksgiving show, and to fill it out, the final moments is a whole new song, <laughs> and you're gonna want to belch along to a my B side of my Thanksgiving single. This one is called, in parentheses, Black and Friday. It's all about 
Black Friday shopping, everybody. So tomorrow, I don't. I, we didn't even touch on it today. Tomorrow's such a big shopping day, Kendall. I don't even. I, we, if I can't even go there, I, especially in front of the needy, we gotta buy some shit for the needy this Christmas. Let's go do it. Let's do it. I'm shopping for the needy, and we're letting it all in out. I want to ladle the pie so I can make sure there's a lot left out for us. I love that. Hey, have a belt along album. months for this I've been saving up checks for this I've been holding back gallons of piss cause I got up so early I've got so many things on my shopping list I don't know how many people I may have to hit with my fist I've got so many things the prices are so low you have no idea to what links I'll go. It's Black Friday. Everyone is shopping. Everyone will buy. Everyone is shopping.